If you are vulnerable to psychic damage from roguish language, stay away from these gibbering mouths. But if you intend on listening to this podcast about enriching your fantastical group hallucinations, you're too far gone already. Your next game is going to be aggressively humbling, and here's why. In this episode, we find some answers to what is vicious mockery? And how can players get the most out of this spell? And how can DMs respond to this without an enemy just yelling, ouch? That stings. <laughs> My head <laughs> What can hurts? you do with a little bit more? Yeah. Welcome to the Hook and Jams podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm his brother, Travis. So if... You notice that Jordan has uh, a little bit of, little bit of rasp, a little in his voice, today. a little nasally. <laughs> it's because you were knocking on death's door for the last like three days. Yeah, you looked like the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know when they their faces start melting. Good. Yeah, I was getting that bad. Eh? Oh yeah, it was. There was just fluids, and I had very little self awareness. <laughs> Somehow, like an idiot, I went into work on Friday and barely survived that. I just came home and <laughs> collapsed for a couple days. That's that work ethic uh, kicking in <laughs> that really should not. You should not have. No, it's so stupid. <laughs> Know when to give up. Know when you're beat. Yeah. So with that, we kind of figured that we would dive into an important topic that has come up for us many multiple times. <laughs> Just in life, you mean? Well, <laughs> well, yes, because I do like to insult you. Snolly Goster. <laughs> okay. You have a distinct advantage because I, I, I just have to cut to a bone. You can make up nonsense words and still make them sound insulting. Hey, that's not nonsense. That's an unprincipled but shrewd person. It's <laughs> a real word. Okay. All right. Well, you've insulted me and I've learned something. So Perfect. Yeah. It's like a, it's a twofer. So that all comes into play because, again, we're talking about vicious mockery, obviously. It's a very specific and narrow spell in D&D, we understand. But the great thing about this episode is it applies to vicious mockery, but you can insult people anytime. <laughs> you don't need magic. <laughs> Your character can just let, her, let the insults fly anytime they want. Yeah. There's just the bard that has the ability to add a little extra oomph, little extra jam on the... On the uh, on the bagel. On the pillock? <laughs> the, sure. That's a very stupid or foolish person. Very good. According very to Merriam-Webster. A pillock. Yeah. So one of our players, Steve, uses vicious mockery all the time. And actually, for the last long while, has used a really fun kind of like roll table card that comes with diehard dice. Yeah. Actually, it comes in the tin and some of them have cool little pieces of a dungeon printed on the back and other ones come with an insult generator. And so he's been using an insult generator for quite some time, but it made us think about what more could be added to Vicious Mockery and how could you flavor it yeah. in some fun ways. Just want to flesh it out a little bit for those characters that are real smell funguses. <laughs> okay, well, I can figure that one out. What is it? Well... <laughs> I'm aware of what a fungus is, and I can imagine what one might smell like. 
Well, you think it would be logical, but this one actually means an excessively fault-finding person. A smell fungus. Yeah. Are you looking at like the old English, like the 1600s old English insults? Forgotten insults, Travis, of the English language. (laughs) It's important to spread this knowledge. Yes, this is is deep stuff that society (laughs) must remember. All right, well, let's... Let's head over to the strategy stateroom and dive into this a little bit more. Sounds good, you ninny hammer. (laughs) This is the strategy stateroom, where inventive and cunning tactics are crafted for when they're needed most. All right, so let's start with a basic understanding of the spell we're talking about. Well, Vicious Mockery is a bardic cantrip. You can sling it all day. It's the only offensive bardic cantrip, which is important. Oh, yeah. It's the only one that actually does any kind of damage rather than... The rest are very creative and fun, but yeah, if you need one that packs a little punch, a little mental punch... That would make sense that it's heavily used by bards. Yeah. Because it's it's the only one that actually does damage. Almost every bard I've ever played with has had this in their repertoire. So it's a... Enchantment cantrip takes one action to cast. Its range is 60 feet. Its components are just verbal. Uh, it's instantaneous. And the wording of the spell is that you unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. So the only thing that's really standing in the way of this is the whole wisdom saving throw. And so creatures that don't have a lot of wisdom are going to be especially susceptible to this. But the whole disadvantage on the next attack, that's really powerful. Yeah. When used well, that can tip the scales in a major fight. And it makes it a lot more strategic than just a cantrip that does a little bit of damage. Exactly, yeah. Another major point of this spell is that the victim doesn't need to understand the insults. So it only needs to be able to hear. I mean, you've got the intent baked right into the way you say it. Right, that's true. So Just like when you talk to a dog (laughs) and you lovingly call it an idiot, it doesn't know. (laughs) Well, and then you've got uh, Dexter's Laboratory where he ran around and he could only say flack on Dumais and then you started doing that. (laughs) And it's flakes of corn. It's cornflakes. I didn't know that was Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, yeah, that was from Dexter's Lab. And you ran around for like months using that as an expletive. (laughs) Flacon de mes. Flacon de mes. Just say things angrily. I get it. I I don't need to understand it to know that that's probably an insult. That's true. Even though it's not. It's also just a verbal spell. The bard's hands can be completely tied up or, you know, they can literally be tied up. Really good for when you're being grappled. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you're being bear-hugged by the giant bugbear. Yeah. And you can still... That's when you call him a mumpsimus. <laughs> Go on. Educate me on what a mumpsimus is. <laughs> a stubborn person who insists on making an error in spite of being shown that it is wrong. All right. See, I think the easiest way to get to the insult is... All you got to do is throw a little bit of expletive on there. Like, I love to swear. Yeah. So all I have to do is call someone a fucking lemon. And, that, and that's an insult that's now. That's an insult now. <laughs> True. I'm offended. 
you can call somebody an asswipe doorstop. <laughs> done. Job's done. That hurts. Fair enough. Whereas most of these terms aren't actually that insulting. I, I need to... <laughs> See, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the, the victim doesn't need to understand the insults. Because if you call me a mumsuous... What, sorry, what was the word? I think I mispronounced that. Mumpsimus? Mumpsimus. If you call me a mumpsimus... You ass-waddling mumpsimus. See, there we go. Now I understand that. <laughs> now I can actually be offended, but mumpsimus... Uh, On its own? Yeah. Could be a form of spread for toast. <laughs> and finally, I think one of the points to bring up about this spell is that it's it's one of those enemy makes a save spells, so it's great against armored foes or if they're behind cover or things like that. Oh yeah, you can be in a literal lead-lined box. As long as you can hear me, I can still attack you. Yeah, I can do it blindfolded. Oh, so why wouldn't you just walk into the room... <laughs> And the enemy that you know is hidden somewhere behind the <laughs> curtains. Just start insulting. Yeah, just start unleashing good. a tirade. Yeah. Huh. Invisible foes. Can you do it if they're invisible? I don't see why not. I don't know. I think we better ask Jeremy Crawford about oh, that one. Dang. This is getting better and better. Yeah. So some different approaches that we can take from the player's point of view. Like how do we add a little bit more creativity to Vicious Mockery? And make it something that can be kind of stylized or adopted by a certain player type and then just get creatively played with. Well, the classic bard does it loudly and boisterously. Like you have been, you mumpsmus. <laughs> yes, mumpsmus. But I mean, that's that's the typical idea is that you've got this like loud and proud kind of asshole. It's fun to play. Yeah, I, I think that's the standard. Like that's yeah. that's the go to because it is so much fun. You dirty milk sop. That's an an unmanly man. Uh, But there's a lot of power and kind of like a very different feel to it if, say, it were whispered into the enemy's ear as if you're right next to them. Well, and specifically, if you have a range of 60 feet, you know, you would assume that that is just me yelling at you 60 feet away. Yeah. However... There isn't any language within this spell to say that you can't, you know, kind of project your voice. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, whisper right in their ear. It's magic. It's got magic to it. So as long as you're not breaking the game with it. Yeah. You can flavor it however you want. I don't see why not. There's also the approach of being an actual good character, not somebody that just loves it to insult others all the time. How do you get away with that if you're like a lawful good character? Well, on Reddit, there's the D100 lists that are so great for all kinds of D&D stuff. And I did see one that was titled uh, Insults from Lawful Good Characters. And there you've got stuff like the volume of the knowledge which you do not possess makes the ocean look like a puddle. Ooh. Ordinary people live and learn. You just keep on living. (laughs) I don't know. Those are still kind of, you know insulting in terms of of being insulting towards somebody but like could you flavor it in more of a a disheartening way hmm so the one that jumps to my mind and you'll be able to tell that i did watch indiana jones recently (laughs) but in the last crusade where he's got the the protectors of the holy grail and he's fighting them on the boat and one of those guys looks at Indy 
and says, I'm ready to meet my God. Are you? Yeah, that's and good. it's like, oh, it's, it's demoralizing. Like, yeah. that's what vicious mockery can do as well, is you're mocking uh, a lifestyle or, you know, even uh, your, are your ancestors proud of you? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, you just cut right to, you, you go for my ancestors? <laughs> Asshole. And I think that's the big difference that you can take. You can take the humorous approach or you can take the demoralizing, like what would actually affect someone's combat sure. approach. Yeah. I mean, even within that play style, if you were to say mock somebody and call them a string of nasty words, that's going to infuriate them. And as far as potentially causing them to make mistakes or, or screw up yeah. as an enemy. But then you've also got the the demoralizing where, oh, I think maybe I'm outside of my outside of my depth. You know, there's lots of different things that we can do there. Intimidation falls into that too. Yeah. So just to cover the uh the fun insults before we get into that kind of deeper stuff, <laughs> of course there's tons of references on Reddit if you want to find some of your own generators or lists. I found a really cool website called intellisult.com. <laughs> intelligence and insults you betcha Hmm. it's wonderful go on well travis is a wickedly bantering dunce and a preposterous mattress soiling hysterical mass of warbling inanity (laughs) wow that's pretty classic bard that's like a a quadruple word score right there yeah well bards are all about showing off their own intelligence too sometimes you're a preposterously perverted varmint and a depraved one-dimensional sadistic hippophilic necrophile. <laughs> Jesus. So that's some pretty good stuff there. There is a lot of syllables in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And it, it's almost poetic. It's got this like beat, this rhythm that goes to it. You get into a nice, uh, you know, somebody needs to lay down uh, some little. Nice, which the bard can do. Perfect. Yeah, but the point is there's all kinds of generators for that kind of insult, and so many of them are great. If you want to get into some of that more demoralizing stuff, what can we kind of draw from? And Yeah, I really enjoy the, you know, you don't stand a chance kind of, we've done this. We've bested somebody far more uh, powerful. Yeah. Whatever way that they seem to think that they're powerful in. Or crafty or clever, like that's where it, it becomes really situational because, yeah, you have to, if it's numbers that they're overwhelming you, if you're surrounded by 50 goblins, it's like, you can throw as many of your numbers at us as you want, but we'll still best you. I mean, that's kind of what a character like Daenerys did with the titles in Game of Thrones. I mean, that's almost what that was. That's pretty good. Yeah, when, you're, when your herald comes in and it's just like, Breaker of chains, mother of dragons. Yeah. Sit down, you little whelp, you because don't you don't even register. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think you just have to sow those seeds of doubt. So, like, with that, you can say things like, your cause is hopeless. Tear apart whatever they are fighting for. Yeah. Or your cause is baseless. Your opinions or your convictions don't matter. Oh, yeah, especially with all the, you know, a lot of the the creatures in D&D have different gods that they worship. So going after those is a is a good way to drive them into a bit of a frenzy. Yeah. 
if you're fighting an orc, you go after Grumpsh. Grumpsh was a one-eyed baby. <laughs> Just belittle. That's that's a milksop right there. <laughs> Grumpsh. I can backhand Grumpsh. <laughs> Grumpsh is one heck of a hobbledehoy. <laughs> Which is an awkward, gawky young man. <laughs> an awkward, gawky young man. Okay. That is... Oh, that if I were an orc, I would be furious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you understood. Oh, no, but you don't have to understand. <laughs> it's the core of the insult. Well, and you can also recall previous victories and, you know, demoralize people that way. Yeah. Telling the tales of your group's conquests. I like the idea that you can intimidate your enemy with lies as a bard. And if you stretch that flavor a little bit more, you could even add little sound effects in maybe. But I mean, if you were to say something like we brought an army with us, even mm. if you defeat us now, there's hundreds of bloodthirsty warriors behind us. Ooh, yeah, that's, that would. That's got to take the wind out of your sails a little bit. Kick the shit out of my like that. willingness to keep fighting. Getting a little more personal with it. What you're feeling now is an infection. You'll, you'll die from it, and it will be more horrifically painful than anything you've felt before. Ooh, that's rough. Just scare him a bit. Yeah. With lies. Be a real pedophogger about it. Jesus. That... <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shyster, a lawyer whose methods are underhanded or disreputable. There's another side to this whole coin, though. Sure, the player can grab some of this inspiration and start using it for their character to find better ways to insult, but from the DM side, you really do need to support how to, to give your players this kind of ammunition. For example, the Grumpsh thing. That's, that's just an assessment based on the fact that you're fighting an orc, but if you're fighting elves or humans or, or anybody else, like what do they care about? What do they believe in? And that gives the bard something to attack. So there has to be some way of working that in to the game before before they go into battle somehow. And that what? just fleshes out the world too. It's just adding to that whole DM mentality of not making them just nameless, faceless stat blocks. Clever players will see a statue of a certain deity and then you have to have a name for that deity in order for that clever player to start to use it. Exploit it as a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, in the fun research of insults for this episode, I did discover that the Persians used something that the Egyptians cared about. So in the Battle of Pelusium of 525 BC, this fight was the decisive clash between a pharaoh of Egypt and the Persian king. The Persians did a little bit of research on their foes and found out that the Egyptians worshipped cats and many animals. And so when the Persians went to attack, they painted the goddess Bastet of the Egyptians onto their shields and sent cats, among other animals that the Egyptians revered, out in front of their army. That is vicious. Yeah, it's pretty ruthless. Holy shit. The Egyptians, of course, fled their positions and retreated because they feared injuring these animals by engaging the enemy. Painted cats on the shields. That right there is a great idea for a character who just like, or or a bard. Yeah. A bard of art who's just like, let me slap <laughs> some paint on that shield. This is going to really mess him up. Let me depict Grumch getting defeated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would do some psychic damage for sure. Okay, going back to the whole 
the Persians, hats off to them because collecting cats so that you can push them ahead of your army, <laughs> like that's where herding cats came from. It's notoriously difficult. That's so fair. good job. Yeah. Figuring that oh, the mechanics man. of that out. What a pain. <laughs> well, and then from the DM's perspective, it's how you describe like I'm I'm really guilty of this in the past, is going back to the story of Steve, he uses vicious mockery, and then I as a DM forget to, you know, I just like we said at the beginning, go, Oh, ouch, he's angry. Yeah. That's it? It hurts him. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh... just like, okay, uh, that was two damage. He doesn't like you yeah, <laughs> even he, more. He looks real peeved. Uh, now he wants to kill you extra. Or yeah, It's hard to think of on the fly, a response to that, that kind of psychic damage. Yeah. So the couple of ways that you can really come at this, you know, you could do, I think this is kind of my fallback, which is that aggressive loss of control. So now the orc who was just insulted, who was taking cover behind some big wall or something like that because it goes you know you don't need to have line of sight he gets attacked with vicious mockery and now exposes himself and charges which is exactly what they wanted to do because the players have a couple of archers ready or something like that so now all of a sudden whatever tactics that creature was previously using those get thrown out yeah or even if you're up in a personal battle, then it's them abandoning their battle stance or their fighting style for just more of an all-out brawling. Yeah, and you can throw in a little bit that gives that player a sense of satisfaction, like their, like their vicious mockery does have an effect. I mean, you can describe, yeah, like you said, their their face goes pale or red, yeah. and they just enrage. Their eyes are bloodshot. Their veins are popping out. Their breathing becomes ragged, and they begin to sweat. You can describe them hitting a wall or punching through something and smashing something out of eyesight. You know, if they are behind cover, now all of a sudden they're grabbing stuff and throwing it around or yeah, hitting stuff that's next to them. Losing their shit. Or if they're in front of you and you want to intimidate the player a little bit, then their muscles could tense up and they stare you down. Ooh. Enemies can react with fear. Yeah, that's the other big one. And the physical responses of fear and anger are actually pretty connected. There's not a lot that distinguishes the two. But I mean, there are a couple of things like they kind of hunch their shoulders and begin to shake a little bit. Yeah. It would just be staggered. Like, have you ever the aghast, like, oh, my God, my word. <laughs> but it's like in that moment, yeah. it's a uh, it's a stumble. It's a, oh, you've just shown your hand because I insulted you. And, I mean, the DM doesn't ever have to even describe the damage being taken. The bard knows it's happening. Yeah. And therefore, you know, we roll, do that, good, don't mention numbers, throw the numbers out. But then you describe that enemy just like their knee buckles mm. for a half a second, and then they grip their weapon even harder, or they take two steps back, and they're just like two tiny steps, and oh shit, am I ready for this fight? You always know when someone's eyes go wide in a certain type of way that that's, oh. that's them being afraid, not... That's their tell. Yeah. Like, they could have a battle poker face, <laughs> but as soon as that those eyes go wide, you know you've hit them where it hurts. Yeah. And that's that's all, of course, if they fail that 
saving throw. So in the case that they succeed, you don't want to harass your players about it too much, but you could use some of the stuff from this episode to insult them back, or you can just portray them as having a little bit more confidence in their fighting. Mm. Yeah, you don't even have to describe that fail too. Now all of a sudden, you know, they just kind of take that insult and they flip them off right back. It's just like, oh shit, that did not work. (laughs) I think I just emboldened my enemy. Yeah. Bold, brash insults are great and fun and everything good. Yeah. But there's also a lot of ways to be more insidious with your insults, more so than calling someone a moon calf, (laughs) which is a foolish or absent-minded person. I'm taking that list away from you. (laughs) Never. You can make your enemies care about something. That's huge. Something for the bard to have a little fuel with. And you can make enemies have angry and fearful responses. Yeah, showing that that impact is is really important for the sense of satisfaction of players. We we take the wind out of sails so often when we don't properly respond to those kinds of attacks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head over to Lamashtu's breeding pit and continue this thread. Sounds good, you rotten saltimbanco. A person who sells quack medicines from a platform. This is Lamashtu's breeding pit where the most vile and deadly of creatures are birthed and unleashed upon doomed adventurers. So let's make a monster. Let's make a monster that uses vicious mockery. As their only (laughs) main attack. (laughs) Well, yeah. How dangerous. I kind of want to build a monster that has the ability to cast vicious mockery maybe multiple times in a turn. And especially if it has like a fear effect or something like that, we could have a lot of fun with that because then you could even have like a stationary monster that doesn't, you know, it's not hyper mobile, but it's just really hard to get an attack on it because you're just like, you're charging this thing that's just sitting there just hurling insults. And this is where you got to look up one of those DO100 lists. Yeah, for sure. And just keep slewing them off. Yeah. And all of the, like, how frustrating would that be as a player? And you're like, yeah, no, you're really kind of, you're being hurt. This hurts. <laughs> so you're saying people would want to run away from it if they if they were afraid of it. But then if it had, like, classic D&D monsters often have some form of tentacles. And usually it's so that they can chomp on yeah. someone's head. But I like the idea of it just holding you there and insulting you as you're trying to scramble away. <laughs> you're basically talking about a roper with vicious mockery. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, if we went with some kind of roper and, you know, gave it two or three casts of Vicious Mockery per turn. I think three. Three? Just to make it that much harder? Yeah. And Three's a comedic number, too. (laughs) I kind of want to give it the ability to stop the players from progressing further. So it's almost its defense mechanism as well. Because as we know, those that hurl the most insults are really just insecure <laughs> so it's a, a big insecure <laughs> hurtful roper yeah who can we model this after in doing the research for this episode i was of course reminded of one of my and our favorite insulters <laughs> oh i know exactly who you're talking about ricky gervais is <laughs> one of the greats i mean if you've ever watched Afterlife or you've seen An Idiot Abroad, 
Like the way he goes after Carl Pilkington <laughs> is so savage. <laughs> and it's I don't know why, but it's so okay to watch them insult each other. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. What uh what are some of his good ones? Well, a lot of the insults come from uh just the Ricky Gervais show, which was a radio show that they did for a while, but I downloaded as a podcast. Oh yeah. But he just I mean, he introduces Carl Pilkington by saying that he's not good at anything and that he's got a, <laughs> a fucking orange for a head. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. All you have to do is throw a little bit of stink on any kind of rudimentary object and you have a great insult. Yeah. I mean, he's called him pumpkin headed. One of the ones that I came across was that him and Stephen Merchant were saying that his head looks like a clay plate that somebody made a face into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's so good. <laughs> like that's so it's so <laughs> innocuous and it's so hurtful at the same time. <laughs> We're going to have to take a pause here and look up some of the best Ricky Gervais stuff because god, there's some gold there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what did you find? No, it's perfectly round your head. Perfectly spherical head. Your face is slightly too big for it. It almost goes over the side. Perfectly <laughs> round head. Uh, pug little nose. Funny eyes with no expression. Hangdog look. <laughs> like a little mouth. Like a little lamprey. Not formed. Not human formed. The way your expression is, it's like you've had a lobotomy. Your head goes weird at the back. It's got a little knot in it. It's really strange, your face. And you're stupid. <laughs> Oh, that is just so savage. <laughs> or, for a simple man, you retain an awful lot of knowledge. It's just all rubbish. If you'd just replace all this rubbish with good stuff, you'd be an intellectual, really, because your retention is fantastic. <laughs> it's like an insult and a compliment all at the same time. <laughs> Which are great. Yeah. Well, I love this idea of a roper that is... so. If we're going to break this down a little bit, what does this roper really want? Is it going to insult you and then grab you and eat you? No, I think I think taking a little bit of inspiration from Ricky there as well. Ricky's a vegetarian. He doesn't he loves animals. That's right. And so maybe this roper <laughs> doesn't want to actually eat people. It just <laughs> You made a vegetarian roper. Just wants to break their <laughs> their spirit. Once it does that, it just drops you. Or it gets you. Like, once it gets you. And, you know, I think this could be a lot of fun, especially for players, because they're coming after a roper. And then if you use a whole bunch of Ricky Gervais insults and then <laughs> just grab them and grapple them like ropers do so well, yeah, hold them. And, I mean, the players at this point are going to be thinking that they're going to be eaten. Like, the next thing coming is an attack. And then instead it just says like, hey, I'd I'd really like some tofu. If you could go in and procure me a nice meal <laughs> that doesn't involve meat. Like it's a vegetarian roper. It wants you to do that for it? Yeah. And so it's going to insult you until you do? Yeah, it's just going to break <laughs> your spirit. Just like Ricky, it's got a tough exterior. Yeah. It's got a very sharp and angry exterior, <laughs> but a, a decent heart in the middle. Maybe it's got a little mind control topped on. Here's the weird condition. 
if it manages to take you down to zero HP with psychic damage, then you have to obey its commands for an hour. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's not a lethal opponent. It's just it's just an annoying opponent. Yeah. It goes against the grain of a normal roper. You'd be really surprised. Yeah. If you were because that is such a scary encounter. If it is a classic roper, like getting grabbed by one of those is oh. pretty freaky when you're low level. Yeah, your days are done. <laughs> you're screwed. That just totally turns around that encounter. Well, very good. Well, I hope you found that helpful. Yeah. Go was... cast some vicious mockery. Mock some assholes. <laughs> it's fun to come up with some of that. Tell them where to go. Tell them. Tell them they're a real smell feast. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. One given to finding out and getting invited to good feasts. What? <laughs> You're telling somebody that they're a tag along that they're goes kind of in a mooches. Mooch, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's, Shit. that sounds better than you're kind of a mooch. <laughs> Fair enough. A real smell feast. And speaking of telling people where to go, you can go and join <laughs> us on Discord and Reddit and Instagram and Twitter. And you can insult us, but only if it's very creative and fun. <laughs> yeah, give us your best insults. <laughs> Go hop on Twitter and, and tweet at us. You're We're ready best, to take yeah. your tirade. Actually, I want to know if you've got a good use of vicious mockery in your games. Yeah, what's the best one that you've ever come across? Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Uh, beyond that, keep sharing the podcast. Oh, my goodness. It, it helps so much especially being a, a fairly small podcast. Yeah. Uh, your support is invaluable in helping us grow because we're not going to be uh, spending any ad dollars anytime <laughs> soon. It's all up to you. This is just us having fun. <laughs> Please help. And of course, you've got Tabletop Audio to thank for the sound effects that you've heard. Yes, use, uh, use Tabletop Audio. They're absolutely incredible. They keep adding more and more to their custom soundboards and then of course the actual environments that they create on like a, a weekly basis they got a kick-ass patreon as well thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening and, and i don't want to talk to you no games. more you empty-headed animal food trough <laughs> wiper i fart in your general direction your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries a dramatic <laughs> retelling of the <laughs> the french taunter from monty python feels really weird it's a line that's guided me through life <laughs> it's been there since i was young <laughs>